Hello, my friends. This is Jonathan Barbie, Season 3, Episode 57 of JB Motivating from the 5280. This podcast focuses on positive motivation and self-improvement Monday through Friday. Welcome back, my friends. Today is Thursday, July 8th, 2021. Happy Thursday and happy Chocolate with Almonds Day. Yum. Also, for you gamers out there, it is Video Game Day. I am coming to you from my home in beautiful Denver, Colorado, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This half of the season has been inspired by Dave Hollis's book titled Get Out of Your Own Way, A Skeptic's Guide to Growth and Fulfillment. Today's daily inspiration is titled I Know What They Need. If you're in a relationship and you have a preconception that you know what your partner is going to need from you in the future, you're wrong. If you thought you knew what your partner needed before you were in a relationship, before you got under the hood and really understood their wiring and how yours and theirs shake hands, again, you've set yourself up for disappointment. If you were anything like me, your idea of how you should treat a partner was influenced by some combination of your parents' views, societal norms, and your formative years, the example of your closest friends, and depictions of how relationships work on television and in movies. All of these things, as well intended as they may have been, are missing two critical ingredients. Number one, knowing how your partner is specifically wired from the unique nuances of their personality and their communication style to the way they give and receive love. And number two, the flexibility to change as life changes. Your vision of what your partner needs cannot be a static snapshot, but a motion picture that moves as the stories and stages of your life develop. Hmm, think about that, friends. If you want an exceptional relationship, you better humble yourself to the possibility that you don't know anything about what your partner needs until you do some work. Stay connected to the reality that the things they needed yesterday will be different from what they need today and what they'll need tomorrow. Now, even though what your partner needs is different from what mine needs or even what your partner will need in another season of life, I do think you can learn to use some foundational tools that will unbelievably increase the chances of your showing up the way they will need you to, regardless of what that turns out to be. My first recommendation, push aside any bias you may have with the notion of personality tests and do a little research on what they are and how they may help you better understand how you're built, how your partner is built and how your differences come together, both the strengths and weaknesses. There are two ways to do this, my friends. 
Dave Hollis suggests one of those is anagrams. And I will admit, I didn't even know what an anagram was until a couple years ago. And then love languages. Enneagrams help us better appreciate our personalities and how they work together. And the second, love languages, helps us understand the different ways we give and receive love. If you can push past the eye-rolling stigma about tools like these, they will change your life and your relationships. And if what you're hoping for, knowing your partner better and connecting with them on a level that appreciates where they're coming from and meeting them there will lead to one thing for sure. You'll definitely make out more. So anagrams. Sorry, I can't say that very well. All of us fall into one of the following categories. Type 1, perfectionist. Those who are principle-based, responsible, and idealize goodness in all things. Type 2, giver. People who are self-sacrificing, genuinely kind, and incredibly nurturing. Type 3, achiever. The kind of folks who add value to everything they participate in, driven and ambitious. Type 4, romantic. The most emotionally attended of all the types. Sees beauty in everything and draws significance out of all they touch. Observer, type 5. Lifelong learners who can evaluate, analyze, and figure out solutions to almost any problem. Type 6, Skeptic. The best contingency planners, threat forecasters, and team players who seek to bring stability to their relationships. Type 7, Enthusiast. The most curious and imaginative of all the types. Forever young, playful, but also the fastest thinkers. Type 8, Protector. True advocates of the oppressed and vulnerable, present as contrarians and absolutely tenacious, but not as tough as they come across. Type 9, Peacemaker. Natural arbitrators and mediators. These folks maintain inner peace and balance by harmonizing their worlds. So, unless you're a cyborg, you fall into one of these categories. You have one of these as a primary personality trait, and one of those as a secondary trait. I will admit, my friends, I do have a book on enneagrams, and I have a friend who's actually an enneagram coach. And I am going to do a little bit more studying on myself, and I encourage you to do the same. So next up is love languages. You can be cool or you can connect on a level that leads to makeouts on the regular and a feeling of being loved and seen in your relationship forever. There are five types of love languages. Words of affirmation, using words to build up the other person. An example is, it looks so pretty in that color blue. Gifts. A gift says, he was thinking about me. Look at what he got me. And it's not about the cost of the gift in this instance. It's truly the thought that counts. Number three, acts of service. Doing something for your spouse that you know they would like. Cooking a meal, washing dishes, vacuuming floors are all acts of service. 
My partner would love if I did all of those. Number four, quality time. By which I mean giving your spouse your undivided attention. Taking a walk together or sitting on the couch with the TV off, talking and listening. This is definitely one I know for a fact probably doesn't happen very often. And number five, physical touch. Holding hands, hugging, kissing, getting busy in the bedroom are all expressions of love. So the overwhelming majority of couples have different love languages. We're attracted to people who are different from us and understanding the way each of us in a relationship needs to receive love will be instructive for how we give love. If you don't know how they need to receive love, you'll consistently miss the mark, feel frustrated for failing to deliver what you intended, and more than likely leave this person you care about feeling this, that same frustration for not having felt the love themselves. Finding out what love language you speak is like getting an answer key for your relationship. Not using it, especially when it's a free resource, is choosing to stay in your own way. So stop it, my friends. In the same way couples miss each other in their efforts to love, they also miss each other in their efforts to apologize. Yes, there are unique ways each of us needs to hear sorry. When you apologize, there are two typical things you say or do. Number one, when you apologize, what are the typical things you say or do? Number two, when someone's apologizing to you, what are you looking for for them to say? And of course, there are, four, there are five languages of apology. Number one, expressing regret. Actually using words to express the, you're sorry with the inclusion of what it is that you're sorry for. Conveying, I feel bad about what I've done. Number two, accepting responsibility. Mm -hmm. Expressing that you were wrong, should not have done that, that there is no excuse for the way you behaved. Conveying, I accept responsibility. Number three, making restitution. Finding a way to make the wrong right. Conveying, what can I do to make it right? Genuinely repenting, number four. Expressing the desire to change the behavior. Conveying, I don't like what I did and I don't want to keep doing it. Can you help me make a plan? And number five, requesting forgiveness. Asking the person wronged if they can find it in themselves to forgive you. Conveying, I value our relationship. I know I've hurt you. Will you forgive me? So my friends, our willingness to understand the science and how we're wired took love and intimacy to higher levels and has acted as a shortcut through arguments and a vehicle to avoiding them altogether in many instances. So, do you know what your partner needs? Are you there yet? Do you know your Enneagram? Do you know the love languages? Do you know the apology categories? Think about that, my friends. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I know it was a little bit longer than normal, and I do apologize, but I hope you enjoyed it. 
in this episode on I Know What They Need from JB Motivating from the 5280. JB Motivating from the 5280 is available wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast is powered by Captivate. I will see you tomorrow, my friends, for Friday's Daily Motivation. Motivation.